Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season 13, episodes 25 and 26, What It's Like and Close to Me. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Wikipedia summaries, because the wiki summaries are too damn long. Fair. Uh, Jenna believes everyone thinks she and Connor are a weird couple. Becky gets jealous at Imogen's attraction to a new girl, Jack, and Maya tries to find Zig a place to live when she finds out he's homeless. Great. Cool. Second one. Maya invites both Zig and Miles to the dance, hoping... hoping blah, 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 you guys, I'm trying to read this, and it's turning too sideways for me. <laughs> uh, Maya invites both Zig and Miles to the dance, hoping to smooth things over between the two. Also, can I just say that that first sentence sounds like the plot to, like, an episode of, like... Saved by the Bell. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jenna and Connor get nominated to be king and queen. Becky becomes jealous when Jack tags along to the dance with her, her and Imogen, ruining their girls' night. These are all pretty accurate. Yeah. The Wikipedia is boring. Yeah, I can't make fun <laughs> of Wikipedia. Um, but the episodes, the first one is called What It's Like, which is a 1998 song by Everlast. Also, <laughs> Wikipedia says it's from the movie Hamlet 2, which is so random. All right, um, sure. It sounds, yeah, but it's all right. definitely very alt 90s, like late 90s. It also kind of sounds like that Incubus song, uh, Drive. Yes, 100%. <laughs> um, what it's like, I mean, I guess it's like maybe coming to terms with like, Zig situation where it's like you never know what it's like until you, you I don't know then you if you saw my situation then you really might know what it's like <laughs> I, I don't know no that's fully tracks um, also I had like a long conversation about Incubus and how a lot of people associate it like I was talking to someone and they were like well I, he's, he was like I can't really think of any Incubus song I just like I know that I hate them and that they're kind of like 311 and I was like Incubus is not like 311 no. but the people who like 311 are often the people who like Incubus so True. it gets confusing yeah I would say 311 is kind of like sublime yeah and I would say I don't even know what I would say In- Incubus is like Incubus and I yeah. guess Everlast <laughs> yeah um I also always confuse, and I know they do not sound anything alike, it's just their names are literally similar. I confuse Incubus and Interpol oh, yeah. in my head a lot, and like I confuse which one is which just because their names are very similar, but they are very different. They are very different. <laughs> I, I actually super love Interpol. Interpol I like Interpol like, too. Interpol is yeah, good. They've been like one of my favorite bands, and I regularly forget they exist. Yeah. But the one bar like one of the bars in my neighborhood that I like going to they play Interpol like every single night so I'm just constantly reminded of the joy of Interpol not Incubus not Incubus uh, I mean Incubus <laughs> is fine I used to drive around listening to the song Drive I think the song Drive came out after no Drive came out like early 2000s right whatever tomorrow yes. 
I might have been listening to Drive. (laughs) Uh, But the second episode is called um, Close to Me, which is a 1985 song by The Cure. And I love this song. Same. Um, I love The Cure. Yeah. And... I don't know. I guess Dick wants to get close to Maya, obviously. And Jack wants to get close to Imogen. But Becky also wants to be close to Imogen, but like not in a lesbian way. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to unpack that. We're going to unpack that as a group. Um, but that, those are the songs. Let's get into it. Um, disclaimer. We both have, like, watched this episode over a week ago. And then extenuating circumstances yeah, happened and we, we postponed. We were going to record this last week, but then life happened, like, hard. And life then... happened super hard on a Tuesday morning, y'all. <laughs> At the day that we were supposed to record. So yeah. we took a week off. And now I don't know how much either of us remember <laughs> this episode. Mm. Other than what we have written down on our notes. So... It'll be fun. Guess we'll see. It'll be a really good time. I'm pretty sure I watched this last Monday. So. I think I did too. Yeah. Or Sunday. One of them. Okay. My first note is, oh God, sweetheart, semi-formal. And then my next note is a fashion note. If we want to try to decipher any fashion notes we have. Yeah. Do you have anything about the laptop missing, being missing? Or is that? That's after my fashion All note. All right. So then let's jump into fashion. Um, my fashion note was Maya's beige vest in pink jeans. Sounds gross. Does sound gross. I have a note that is, what is Jenna's blue top? Don't remember the top. <laughs> sure, it was terrible. <laughs> my next one is, oh my God, Connor wearing skinny jeans, which I think is when like Jenna was like took him to the mall to dress him like hotter, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Zig's new haircut is yeah. too short. Oh, I wrote, I like Zig's haircut. <laughs> this is where we differ. <laughs> our, um, our taste in men is separated by like an inch and a half of hair. <laughs> and then, oh my God, Tristan and Zoe are like dressed up when oh they're God. handing out yes. roses they're wearing like teeny tiny top hats yes i think tristan has a striped shirt on and like gloves i think zoe's wearing like a collared like suspenders sleeveless shirt thing. and a bow tie so many things. i don't know i really liked it but me too it was a, a fun funny time way. yeah um, I also have Maya's white vest and pink pants at a different point, so I guess she wears <laughs> that for quite some time. Then I have Maya's tiny polka dot heart vest. Maya wears a lot of vests. Yeah, as a girl who around, no, I think it was earlier this, around Definitely early. 2000, like 2009. Yeah, 2009 and 2010, yeah. I was really into vests. 2014, I feel like, is too late for I was super vests. into vests. So you can ask my yeah. friend Chelsea, friend of the show, shouts out. She remembers my many vests. Um, I had a couple too. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a t- it was a fucking weird ass time. It was a fashion. weird time for vests. Actually, Allegra has a really good theory about why the early two thousands to and like just like all the two thousands was like a super weird time for fashion. What is it? It's I'm trying to remember because I'm not going <laughs> to do it as good as her. But it's basically like it was like new millennium and they wanted to they didn't want to like you know most like fashion is cyclical and people will base things on the past and they were like new millennium we need to like do things that aren't aren't related to anything else like and instead it was just an explosion of terrible yeah. and stuff that doesn't match that tracks right yeah god I remember when everyone was like the millennium yes it just makes me think of that scene in 
uh, never been kissed when they like w- they were like trying to figure out their prompt th- or was it no it was uh drive me crazy yes because i was i was crazy. i was waiting i was like yeah. i'm not gonna correct like, her i'm gonna crazy. wait <laughs> there were both of those movies like the whole school was very concerned about what the prom thing was going to be yeah i so. didn't even know that we had an option to pick a theme for our prom i don't know if we had a planning committee i'm not the person who would know these things wait what wasn't it wasn't it never been kissed where like they chose to have the millennium be their prom thing, but then they found out another school was going to do it. And then they changed it to Josie Grossi's idea to have like famous couples or something. Oh yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, but drive but me crazy. Drive me crazy actually had a millennium. Prom yeah. Thing. <laughs> but it, it wasn't, it wasn't their prom. It was like the millennium dance. Right. It was like for, for the millennium, for the millennium. That movie has a lot of holes, but everyone should watch it because it's fantastic. And I own it on DVD. That you should own it on DVD. Um, We're not even done with my fashion notes. Me neither. We have not done this in a while. No, we're gonna. Um, It's gonna be a tangenty one. Um, Connor's wearing one left contact. Lol. I don't know. I don't know why I wrote that as a fashion note. uh, Becky's pink dress and Drew's pink striped shirt. Oh, those were both good. I vaguely remember them. Zig's morning tank top with a car on it. LOL. He wears that a lot. Uh, Maya, Maya's leopard pants, yep. which I thought were That's pajamas until she went to Me school. Too. And Me I was too. like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. So did I. Then I have the tiny hats are back. <laughs> um, pink dress, so fluffy. Oh, I guess that was the one that Jenna was trying on. Yeah, Jenna's super pink, sparkly, poofy dress. And then my note for Maya's dance outfit is damn Maya exclamation point. I just wrote Maya's also wearing pink. Um, Allie's dress is beautiful. Oh my god, Jenna's wearing Allie's tiny grade ten dress. Yeah, I wrote OMG that white dress. And that's all I got. God, I wrote a lot of notes for this. Oh, episode too. um, what's my last one? Oh, also that I liked uh, Jack's outfit for the dance. Oh, I'm don't sure there was. It. I, I think there was some sort of pants situation. Probably. It was a time. I liked it. Maybe she was wearing a tie. I have no idea. Unclear. Um, but then we find, so we just started the episode. We find out there's a sweetheart semi-formal because, of course, there is. And then we find Crassie out. loves to dance. That Maya's laptop is missing. And Tristan jumps right to Zig stole it. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, probably. That sounds right. Um, and then we're with Jenna, who is nominating her and Connor for semi-formal king and queen. Also, why is there a Q&A form for nominating yourself for king and queen? Don't Unclear. you just write your names down and then, like, the school decides? Unclear. No. I'm not, I I would not know. But <laughs> sure, I imagine. I don't know. Um, and then Maya goes to class and asks for an extension on whatever the fuck she her homework was that was on her laptop, which I'm confused. Why didn't you just print it out at home? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good it's a good point. Um but the teacher is not buying the yeah. stolen laptop excuse. And then like Zig walks up to turn in his paper and then Maya like blatantly snoops in his backpack and he's like, I didn't take your laptop, why you're really obvious. Stop it. Seriously. Um and then we're with Becky. And Imogen. Imogen's yeah. like supporting Becky um through the like brother is a rapist thing um and she goes and she says to becky you're my favorite turncoat which is like i wrote that down too i loved that i thought that was great and they're talking about like the semi-formal and then becky says what do you wear to a semi-formal half a ball gown well sure 
And then some girl named Jack has arrived, and Imogen is in love. Immediately. Which, fair. Yeah. Also, my note about Jack is obvious gay. I love it. (laughs) Um, And then where it's like after school and Maya decides to like not so subtly stalk Zig, although I guess it was subtle enough because he didn't know that she was following him. And Miles then somehow joins in and they follow him to like an abandoned building or something. But I don't know if we're there yet. No, but the next they're note just, is, of course, Becky loves T-Swift. Yeah, they're the, oh, uh, Imogen and Jack are arguing about the best Radiohead album, which I would argue is no Radiohead album. <laughs> um, and Becky feels left out. And also, she loves Taylor Swift. Yeah. Which is sweet and very on brand for Becky. And then we find out that she has an ex who worked at a gallery in Berlin. And it's an ex-girlfriend because, duh. Obviously. And then, oh, yeah, they're, like, working on some school project together. I don't even know if that comes back. Um, But then, Jack invites Imogen to a gallery. Yeah. Also, when Becky does her Taylor Swift thing, Jack is like she try she tries to make up for it, but she is like a little bit of a pretentious asshole. Yeah, I wrote Jack is a music snob and has yeah. an ex girlfriend who worked at a gallery in Berlin. <laughs> yeah, she's just I just man. She's like oh, oh, oh you like okay I don't I don't really like her I don't know her music or something. But yeah. it's like obviously at first she's like oh you like Taylor Swift. Also, like if you know anyone that's a music snob into adulthood. Like, don't talk to that person. Ugh, I'm so over music so snobbery annoying. as a thing. Just like whatever you fucking like. Yeah. And if you don't like something, that's fine, too. But don't make people feel bad for liking what they like. No. And anytime someone tries to do that to me, because my music taste is eclectic, I'm going to recommend for my thing at the end of the show two different music podcasts that nice. are so far apart. <laughs> um my music taste is eclectic. So sometimes people are assholes. And I'm like, as I've gotten older, I just call them out on it. I'm like... No, it's, like, just your opinion, man. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> God. I'm going to like all my dumb shit. Yeah. Anywho. No patience for music oh, snobbery. Oh, yeah. Imag- so Jack invites Imogen to go to a gallery, but Imogen's like, actually, Becky and I are going to go shopping for the formal. Do you want to come? She's like, great. And then I think she, like, walks away. And Imogen's like, I hope it's cool that I asked her to join. And Becky's like, it's fine, even though she's feeling very threatened. Yes. And doesn't want to lose her friend. Which I totally get. Yeah. Um, and then we're shopping with Connor and Jenna. Jenna wants him to wear, like, ripped jeans so they can be king and queen and get votes, which I'm like, okay, fine. Sure. Um, Connor the, is a yeah. trooper for going along with this. He loves her. Yeah. Um, and then she puts it into, like, science terms, like order of operations right. kind of we're shit. Like, we're going to do an experiment and see if changing your clothes will help us get voted king and queen or something. And he seems to be on board. Yeah. So. All right. Um, and then, so then we're with Maya and stalking Zig and see him break into a house. And then Miles thinks he's squatting, which definitely looks like the case. And then Maya's like, well, let's go home. Oops, gotta go. Bye. And like makes Miles, like, Miles leaves and then Maya obviously stays to investigate and confront Zig. Um, but whatever. I and then I don't really remember it. He she like knocks on the window and is like, "You're squatting," and he's like, "Leave me alone." Pretty much this whole thing, and we'll get to it when she goes to the teacher and everything. It's it you know she's trying to do the right thing by her friend and it ends up working out and that's great but a lot of this i feel like is so reminiscent of like emma with the squeegee kids yeah it's it's same vibes 
same vibes, but definitely a different situation. Oh yeah, she knows this squeegee kid. She personally. does. She does. <laughs> <laughs> she does. It's true. Oh my goodness! Um, I just got scared by a cat. <laughs> <laughs> my cats are hungry, <laughs> but it's not their dinner time yet. Um. Anyway, then we're at school the next day, and Zoe and Tristan are like dressed crazy, handing out roses. And I love it. Um, and. Maya's, like, confiding them about the Zig stuff, and she feels bad about, like, not knowing that this was happening to him, because they used to be friends, and while she's talking about this, Miles gets, like, super jealous, and is like, eh, you care about this person, and she's like, he's homeless, and I feel bad that I didn't know this, because he was my friend. Some perspective, Miles, please. Um, but then we're with Becky, who's worried Imogen is going to abandon her for Jack and is asking Drew for advice of all people. And well, just because Drew lived with Fiona when she dated Imogen. Right. It's like, what was she like? And then Drew tells her to have a cis night instead of a bro's night. And which, which is not bad advice. It's not bad advice. Don't love the name for it. <laughs> not going to lie It's to called you. a girl's night, Drew. It's not hard. Jesus. Um, but then... Ladies' night has an entirely different connotation. <laughs> True. Um, but then we're with Maya, who's telling the rubber room teacher about Zig's living situation, which at first was very jarring. I was like, oh, my God, this is none of your business. Why? But then, yeah. I, but then I was like, but I guess this maybe is a situation where you need to tell an adult if you're a child and you know another child yeah. is, like, squatting in a home. Yeah, something about it rubbed me the wrong way, but I think... I don't know it's why. It's probably the risk. I know, but I'm like, but this is like it's the like responsible the, the, thing I to do. I feel like it's the right thing to do. Something about it just feels weird unsafe. to me, and I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because we're like, no, I think none you're, of my business. I think you're totally in the right on this one. Yeah. Something about it just like, But yeah, me. I don't know, but I don't know why. It, yeah. I was like, ooh, I don't like this. But I was like, but wait. Yeah. No, she should She should definitely be telling somebody that this child is squatting. Yeah. Um. But then, and then the teacher's like, okay, thank you for telling me. I'll take it over from here. The teacher's super nice. Yeah. And then we're with Jenna, who's trying to make Connor wear contacts. And he's like, why are we doing this? What's going on? And Jenna's like, I want people to respect us as a couple. And then Connor kind of calls her out on her bullshit and is like, I think you are the one who has the problem with how people see us. And I don't. Like, he basically just calls her out on her insecurities. Yeah. He, uh, I wrote it down. He says, I don't think the problem's other people. I think it's you. Yeah. Which is, like, succinct yeah. and nailed it on I'm the sure. head. Yes. Um, But then Maya and Miles... I guess Maya and Miles, like, fought for real about that Zig thing earlier. Because then I wrote down, oh, my God, Maya and Miles got each other a single rose to apologize to each other. I hate them. Yeah, they're annoying. And, and then he, like, has to leave because he's going to go home for dinner. And Maya says, dutiful son looks good on you. Which Lord. I was like, all right. Um, and then Zig comes over and he's mad at Maya for telling the teacher and, because she's probably going to call children's aid. And we find out that his parents kicked him out, which don't know why that happened. And I was like, but why did they do that? His mom was so cool and nice. What happened with that? 
is it because he's a crime boy now? Like, what happened? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, if we ever have merch, can we just have a t-shirt that says crime boy? <laughs> I kind of stole that from Babysitter's Club Club. Oh. <laughs> um, it's been a long time since I've listened which to they that had Because there were crime girls on that. Um, <laughs> he is a crime boy. But I don't know. I don't, but then, then as my, I don't know. Maya's like, it gets the idea in her head to like, maybe we can take him in. Because he doesn't want to go to Children's Aid. Yeah. Um, then we're back with Connor and Jenna, and Connor is so, so good looking that so it pretty. makes me want to cry every day. And yeah, I wrote, I think I wrote, damn, Connor looks great. And he's, he's wearing one left contact, and Jenna is apologizing, and Connor is like, relationships are about compromise let's finish the experiment let's do this it's not that big of a deal and they like take photos for their prom or semi-formal nominations like why are we taking photos i I don't don't know but drew's reaction to connor was very funny he was like okay (laughs) also at my i mean i guess it makes sense that people get can be nominated as a couple but at my school, nobody got nominated. Nobody, like, ran officially as a couple to win any kind of king and queen situation. It was, like, the girl with the most votes and the boy with the most votes votes win. I don't know. That's how it usually was for my school. I still have no idea <laughs> if we had a king or queen for prom. I left early. Someone who stayed the whole time, if you went to my high school... <laughs> And we're in my year. Did prom king and queen exist? Can you tweet at me? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm just never going to know because I'm not going to go to my reunion. I feel like I've said this, but nobody at my school really cared about prom king and queen. It was like homecoming king and queen was more of a big deal. I don't know why, but that maybe it's because you made it in the yearbook if you were homecoming because it was the beginning of the year. No idea. I feel like mm-hmm. people didn't... I, I don't even know who my prom king and queen were either of the years that I went like no idea no I don't even know who was in the court I have no idea but I could probably tell you the homecoming king and queen because it was more of a big deal yep um anywho Mm -hmm. uh Imogen thinks Becky is asking her on a date yeah Becky's being super overprotective and territorial and it's coming off as datey and and um yeah it's weird I think yeah because she, she asks her to go to the dance yeah and she's like i want to get to know you more intimately or like yeah. she says something like that she uses the word intimate yeah. for sure because uh, she's like worried that imogen's gonna ditch her for jack but it's like no you need to be more like clear about what your feelings are you need to yeah. be like i'm worried that you're gonna start dating this girl and you're not going to hang out with me anymore. Yeah. Instead of be, being weird and cagey and like, let's hang out all the time because it's definitely sending mixed signals. Yeah. Um, it is then, complicated. But then we find out fucking Maya's laptop was in Katie's room this whole time. It like fell behind her bed or something. She did homework in there one night. She's an idiot. It's stupid. And then... I don't know the context for this, but my neck, I wrote down a sentence that someone said, they're like Oliver without the singing and dancing. I have exactly that <laughs> written down. They're talking, they're about, talking about children's age. Yeah, they are. I don't know who said it, but 
that it was said. Amaya says it to her mom when she's trying to convince her mom uh, to let Zig move in. Okay. I and read ahead a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. And then we're with Connor, who's like being swarmed by Niners now after their their photo their semi formal couple photos came out. Yeah. And then does it is it Allie who says that Connor has the youth vote? Yeah, I think so. And Jenna is regretting the makeover. And also we learn that uh, Envy is not a good look on Jenna. Why are you threatened by like ninth graders? No. Girl. No. Stop it. If your 18 or almost 18-year-old boyfriend is interested in 14-year-old girls, Ew. cut that Ew. loose. Ew. Um, but then we're like doing trust falls. And Maya tricks Zig into a trust fall, and then he's like offering. She's offering to have Zig. Ha <laughs> ha! He didn't catch her during their trust fall. No, he did not. But it turns out there were mats on the floor, so good thing. Because Thank God. Maya definitely fell on her head. They would need to have mats on the floor for that group because I feel like people would be purposely True. not catching True. people. I would not participate. I would take a, a fail for the day <laughs> if then, I had to trust fall. <laughs> and then she was like. The rules are 10 p.m. curfew, no drugs or alcohol, and no hanky-panky. And he's definitely happy about it, even though he's like, you, like, why did you do that? But he's like, definitely stoked that he gets to stay at Maya's house. Yeah. Because he still loves her. He does, and we still ship it. I don't give a I fuck. Do, I'm sure. in. Let's do this. And then the next episode starts with Zig in a morning tank top with a car on it, as I mentioned before. Love a morning tank top. And their breakfast scene is kind of awkward, but like... Kind of awkward in the way that the toothbrushing scene from Bring It On is awkward. Yes. Like, one million definitely percent. Definitely a little bit not of sexual cool. not, not quite. Definitely a, not quite. Like the Degrassi version of that. Yeah. <laughs> the real watered down Degrassi version. <laughs> um, and then Miles oh, shows up with God. a bouquet of roses I'm and just, a promposal or semi formal posal. I don't know. I don't Fucking know. He comes and he's like, Will you go to the dance with me? And I'm just thinking about bring it on now. I just need <laughs> I just need a moment to think about Jesse Bradford. It's just what you need. Yes. <laughs> it's, oh. You're feeling fine. You're not all right. You guys. And then, and then I don't remember the words. You guys. That is a great He's song a by Rufus kooky. King. He's a. Oh, yeah. Big time. I don't care. I stopped following like him on I, Instagram because I couldn't yeah, handle the captions anymore. Kooky. But he's so pretty. But in a harmless way. In yeah. a harmless, like, hippy dippy, like. Kind of Ian Summerholder kind of way, yeah. too, but less obnoxious than Ian Summerholder. Yeah, yeah. He uh, like co- collectively, my first. I think my like biggest like movie, like first like really like actual TV slash movie crushes were simultaneous Jesse Bradford and Bring It On and Eliza Dushku and Bring It On. Yeah, yeah. I was all about that. All about both of that. I was very confused. I like this family represented in Bring It On. I'm like, I, what? It's the same. Mm, mm, Bleep Lord. Figure it out. Um... I'm pretty sure I saw Clockstoppers only because Jesse Radford was here. Yeah, why else would you see Clockstoppers? <laughs> oh, that was a terrible movie. Just for Jesse Bradford. And Swim Fan. Also, also not a good movie. Although, if you want to be briefly really unattracted to Jesse Bradford, would recommend watching Hackers because Hackers is just a fun time. Oh, yeah, I but he's like, that. he's like a little soft boy. He is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the first time I watched it, I was like, I know he's in that movie. I 
Thank God's Jesse Bradford. <laughs> He's oh my god, it's very sweet. Also, my one true love, Matthew Lillard, is in it. So. <laughs> I watched a Law and Order SVU where he was like a creepy weirdo in it. It's <laughs> like uh, even in that mustache, you could get it. <laughs> we'll never understand. The attraction to Matthew Lillard. Oh, I recently watched... Him and Skeet Ulrich. I blame Scream. I understand Skeet Ulrich. I do not understand Matthew Lillard. I don't know. He was. It was a mixture of, of Scream and Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, who I've also always had a crush on. You guys are learning a lot about me today. Oh, my God. That's why the mustache would throw you off in that creepy SVU role. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we met people in date. <laughs> I recently watched. You remember that movie, The Perfect Score? Where yes. The, where the kids yes. Like, try to break into the building to like steal the answers to the essay. They successfully break yeah, into they... the bo- building. Spoiler alert for The Perfect Score, which I saw in theaters. <laughs> I don't think I saw it in theaters. Sterling oh, Scarlett but... Johansson with a fake nose ring. Oh my god! But also. Also, the girl from Swim Fan is in that movie. Yes. Um, but also tying back to the N, which was the channel for Degrassi in America. Oh, right. We're doing that. That Fifi Dobson song that, like, <gasps> my everything. Yes. That music video played on the N all the time, which was, like, the song that was tied to the perfect score. Oh, my God. Can we watch the perfect score? I just watched it, re- like, literally two weeks ago. It's not that good. I um, watched it when my friend Lindsay was here, and we were, like, trying to figure out movies to watch on Sunday instead of the Super Bowl, because why? Fair. And we watched that, and we were like, eh, that wasn't as good as I remember it being. And then we watched You Got Served, which holds up, and I highly recommend watching You Got Served. Omarion is- in that movie. Great. Roger from Sister, Sister, also in that movie. Oh, I love him. Amazing. Um, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I was mentioning the perfect score for some reason. We got real carried away. Also, I think the next time we have a sleepover, we need to do a bring it on, drive me crazy double feature. Why did I mention the perfect score? <laughs> um, we were talking. Oh, God. Um, let's see. Trust Falls. <laughs> um, Jesse Bradford. Clock Stoppers. Hackers. Hackers. Drive me Matthew crazy. Willard. Oh, no, no. Matthew Willard. It was Matthew Willard. No, it wasn't. It was drive me. No, no, no. I know why I mentioned the perfect score. Because Matthew Willard is in that movie. Oh. As like the underachieving brother. Oh my God. Chris I forgot Evans, about that. He's also like the main character in that movie. You guys. Also, so many stars. Brian, what's his face? The guy on One Tree Hill who had a kid and then had to go on the run. Is in oh, movie. yeah. Don't I like remember that what guy. his name was in, in One Tree Hill. God, where the, what, where are we? Well, that's what I was trying to figure <laughs> out. And then you were simultaneously trying to figure out why we were on, we were on the perfect score. The perfect score. Oh, Matthew Lillard. Um, we were, Proposal? oh, we were talking, no, we were talking about the sexual tension. Oh, oh Because yeah. we were oh, talking yeah, about. you were thinking about bringing it on. Yeah. But Miles shows up and asks Maya to the dance. And then he like discovers that Zig is there. And I'm like, girl, why, how did you not tell him that Zig was living at your home? That's your bad. It's extremely her bad. Um, but then, but I Zig guess, also like totally knew that he didn't know, and he yeah, like fully and, sabotaged. Yeah, definitely. He like got like a sneaky, sneaky look in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just see my cat? Yes. She looked like a weird statue. <laughs> Ta 
Natasha, what are you doing? My cat is sitting on a box, and it looked like she was just sleeping, sitting up, and it was adorable. She's adorable. <laughs> anyway, um, this is going to be a rough one. I'm so sorry, guys. We're getting back into it. I'm not it. editing any of this out. I've had a weird week, man. We haven't seen each other in like two weeks. I know. Um, Anywho... Where at school, I think then Maya's like, I want to go to the dance with both of you. I don't know if she sells, says it to somebody yet, but I, I think don't she know. says it to Tristan. And yeah. he's she, maybe mm, I don't know. we'll get there. She, she says something. Then Jenna keeps being jealous and Connor is still like, yeah, we're doing this experiment. And I think that's probably whatever that scene was. Pretty much. Imogen is dressed like a flapper for this project. Oh, I did have another fashion note. I don't know. They're doing they're the project with Jack and Becky and Imogen. They're like dressed up and I guess talking about the twenties or the Great Depression or unclear. Um, Black Friday. I don't know. But Jack like fully calls Becky out on her bullshit thing. Yeah, Jack wants to go to the dance with Imogen and doesn't like that Becky's leading her on. Yeah. Which then, is fair. Yeah. Oh, and then... Um, tiny hats are back. <laughs> tiny hats are back. Uh, Tristan and Zoe do, like, this, like, dramatic prediction of what happens after Maya includes Zig and, yeah, like, people from like the rubber room at the dance. scenario. Yeah. I love it. It's amazing. Um, I'm, like, I'm really all about I love Zoe and Tristan. Zoe and Tristan being BFFs. Yeah. Because they kind of started out like that when Zoe came, but then Zoe was kind of an asshole. Um, but, yeah, I'm loving this duo. Then we're with Drew and Becky again. And Drew can relate to accidentally asking someone out, which is hilarious. And then Drew gives terrible advice of like, well, I don't know. Just pretend to be a lesbian. It's fine. And I don't know why Becky is asking his advice because Becky's like, oh, no. She thinks I asked her on a date. I think I did that on accident. And Drew's like, I don't know what that's like. Or like, it's easier than you think. Yeah. And then I don't even know if any, like, any solution comes out of this conversation. I don't think one does. I think Becky just decides she's going to pretend to be gay. Yeah. She's like, I'm just going to try. I'll take it really, really slow. Yeah. I don't know. It's stupid. And then Maya, like, also, like, don't do this to people. It's it's, no. Don't leave people on. It's bad and gross and mean. Not good. Not good. Even if you think that your intentions are, like, because you care about someone, don't fucking no, do it, it's man. selfish. It's always selfish. Um, and then I think Maya is officially planning the group hang to the semi-formal. Yep. And Tiny and Grace do a similar bit. Yeah. That Tristan and Zoe do. And there's a lot of echoing statements that ends with the gym on fire. And then Zig is like, I don't want to go. It's not my job to fix your relationship, Maya. Learn to take no for an answer, which is like, damn. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm and, all about this. Yeah. And then we're with Jenna, who's like trying on dresses for the dance, and she's freaking out about what to wear. And Allie's like, why? You look good in this pink thing. Like, let's just go. What? Do you, why are you freaking out? And then... Maya gets the dance, or she, Maya's dressed up to go to the dance at home, and Zig is back in his tank top, and then they're, like, fighting, I guess, because I just thought this yeah. fight is annoying. Yeah, because she's like, like, she's like, it's, she's like, you know, he's, it's going to be impossible for me if you guys don't get along, like, at least Miles is trying, blah, 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 yeah. 
And uh, Zig says, so what? He's a better guy than me? And Maya's like, yeah. Yeah. Which, harsh. Which is annoying. Also, like, she looks so great. In love with you. I'm like, Stop being a butt to him. She <laughs> is being a butt, but great dress. Because she obviously still loves him, too. Yeah. I ship it. Ship it so hard. Um, And then Jenna shows up to the dance wearing this teeny tiny white dress that was Allie's in grade 10. That didn't even fit Allie in grade 10, I guess. Um. And Connor is a fan. Yeah, uh, big time. Also, Jenna says to Allie, how do I look? And Allie says, open for business. <laughs> oh, God. Which. Not cool. But. But. Okay. But. A, <laughs> but kind of a funny dig. <laughs> look, I'm. You know, it's it's pretty funny. It's a good line. It's a zinger. It's like. Not oh, that there's okay. anything wrong with sex work. I'm just saying. It's a zinger. Um, but then I don't Maya and Miles are like kissing and I hate it. Forever and hate. And Zig, Grace, and Tiny end up coming after all. And Grace is not good at taking compliments because Zig, I think, compliments her on her shoes or something. Tristan, yeah. Tristan, I mean, yeah. Um, and she's like, fuck off. And he's like, no, and like, and like for like, real. Let's go dance. And then they go like off and be friends, which is nice. And then Zig and Miles like go get a drink to- miles is like zig we should go get a drink together or something come on it's like he's trying i guess yeah um but then we're with becky i just don't want miles to be the hero no he's ugh. he's a butt um but then becky is still leading on imogen and i guess they're slow dancing yeah and then becky panics and she comes clean and Imogen is super relieved yeah, because she was cool worried it. that it would hurt their friendship. Yeah. And they just want to be each other's best friends, which is adorable. I, and love, I love it. it. And I'm so happy it's like this was resolved because it was stupid. Um, and then Dallas and Allie announced the king and queen, which I love their banter. Don't yes. remember what it was, but I know that I loved it. There, I just I also ship that. I know. And then Jenna and Connor win. And then as they win... Connor is excited and is like, yay, and lifts up Jenna's arm in celebration, and then her boob pops out. And I'm like, I knew something was going to happen with that dress. Seriously. Um, and then she runs away because that's mortifying. Yeah, especially then, high school. Yes. I mean, anytime, but anytime, high school is like most sensitive of that. Yeah. Um, and then. And then Zig and Miles are just creepily watching Maya dance like a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> And Miles is trying, but Zig is not being subtle about his feelings for Maya. And he's like, I don't want to be a friend. I'm here. I like Maya. Whatever. Deal with it. Bye. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then Becky finds Jack and, like, kind of brokers a peace deal with her. And then acts as like a wing woman for Imogen. She's like, Imogen's in there. I think she'd really like to dance with you. And then Jack says something like, I hope that one day I'll I'll have a good friend as good as you or something. And then Becky's like, maybe if you play your cards right, you will. And it's very nice. It is nice. Also, Becky says that Imogen is her first best friend, which is sad, but I'm happy she has a best friend. Me too. Me too. Um, Well, her last couple of friendships were wrought with weird sexual tension yeah i feel like she, but she and jenna were like pals right remember when jenna got all jesusy and went to church yeah yeah but i guess they weren't like close 
Anywho. Tristan, you can't touch her piercings. Oh, yeah. Tristan wants to touch Grace's piercings, which is weird. Yeah. And then, and then I wrote, oh, no. Did Miles pull a Peter on Zig? And he did. Because, like, the police come, and they're like, Mr. Zig, whatever the fuck your name is, we need to search your locker. And I was like, fucking Miles, are you goddamn kidding me? He didn't pull, to be fair, he did not pull a full Peter. He didn't Peter. pull a full Peter. He didn't plant anything in the locker, but he did, like, call the cops because he thought he had drugs in his locker. Yeah. Nobody likes a narc. <sighs> fucking Miles. Um, and then Grace immediately suspects Miles rightfully, and it's not a good look. And Maya's like, "What the fuck are you doing? This is stupid." And then they like break up, I guess, almost. Yeah, she like she wants time to, to yeah. think. Yeah, which I'm like, fucking break up. I don't care about Miles. He's being a butthead. Um, I guess Zig is also kind of being a butthead, but also he doesn't really owe Miles anything. Yeah. But also, and I, we're probably just really biased because we don't like Miles and we want Maya and Zig to be a couple. Yeah. So, I don't know. Listen, we never said we were coming at this podcast with an impartial, unbiased point of view. True. The heart wants what the heart wants. And then... Allie's in the bathroom comforting Jenna and then Con- says, at least it wasn't both boobs, which very comforting, <laughs> Allie. And then Connor comes in and brings her a T-shirt. And it's like octopi, like the math symbol pie. Yeah. And, and he says, why did you wear a garment that can't contain your ample bosom? Which I all I wrote was ample bosom. I'm glad you wrote the whole thing because I was like, LOL. <laughs> and Connor doesn't care about the Niners, obviously. And then he says that he loves her and then she says that she loves him and it's very cute and I love them. Also, can I say that I feel like this is the most rational amount of time it's taken a couple to say that they love each other? Yeah. Instead of everyone else who does it in right away. one to four episodes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we find out that Zig is fine. There weren't any drugs in his locker. Um, and then we get some fucking close faces and sexual tension so at home. much tension and zig it's like really close to maya's face and was like remember when i told you that i'd wait for you and then my note is oh boy very close face in all caps just the closest and then i don't talking. really remember what else he says and then he like walks away and maya's like what and then the episode is over yep that is all she wrote i am going to look up some tweets uh in a second oh we have to do spirit squad it's spirit squad captain Connor for being a trooper? Oh, yeah. No, I, that's a good call. Connor. I'm, um, I'm down for that. Ship. Zegamaya. Yeah, I mean. Obviously. Full. I think we've made that clear throughout the whole episode. Yeah, with a, just a smidgen of Allie and Dallas. Yeah. And, and, like and also a, Jenna and Connor. Jenna and Connor. But they're like always our ship. They're because good. They're like our default because usually everyone's terrible. Yeah, but like hardcore Zegamaya. Yeah. Um, all right. Grapevine. All right, we got a few emails. The first one is from my cousin Carly. The subject line is a penny for your thoughts. And she says, Hello, my poetic noble land mermaids. Since the past couple of seasons of Degrassi seem to be absent of spirit squad slash power squad mentions besides Zoe one time or participants, I have been pretty silent. I figured I would ask a question or two because I miss you guys and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Out of the many iconic teen television shows of our era and or present day, which show do you think has depicted the most realistic high school experience? To follow up, 
Are there any specific characters that you relate to or that seem to have more realistic storylines than others? I ask because I feel like my high school experience was a little different because my mom was crazy strict. Holland can confirm she was very strict. Um, So I didn't go to parties, drink, do drugs. I never even got a single detention. I was freaking Taylor Townsend. The only time I even tried to do anything that would break a rule, like sneaking out to meet a boy, was while I was at my dad's house because he was way more chill. These teen dramas just seem to amplify all these experiences in high school that I never had. But also, does any town have these super cool 18 and under clubs like all these fucking TV shows? Buffy, Wondery Hill, The O.C., etc.? Just wondering, Carly. P.S. Come visit me in wine country. Okay, bye. <laughs> we need Carly, to visit Carly, <laughs> I would love to visit you. I know. Up for discussion for a later time in my life. <laughs> um, but what show, what teen shows do you think uh, have depicted the most realistic high school experience? In your opinion. Um, I mean, I feel like Degrassi is pretty, is like maybe one of the closer ones, even though it's still bananas. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that movie Eighth Grade, but I'm pretty sure that's pretty close. I actually watched that today. It is, it felt more like my sixth grade experience yeah. than my eighth grade experience, but mm. that's because I was a different human. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Mm. I don't know. I feel like in all, like most of these TV shows are just so hyper, like so exaggerated. Yeah. That I guess I mostly just, when I watched the, watched those things, I just like related the most to like the lamest people because that's who I was. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, nothing really, there's really nothing that I felt. Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. 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 Freaks and Geeks was pretty spot on for me. good. Um, actually, oh, wait, I just watched, actually, it might be my, maybe not high school, and I guess this can, like, piggyback onto a recommendation I'm going to give, but I just watched that show, Pen, is it Penis Pen 15 15. on on Hulu, that was so fucking middle school in yeah. two th- like it set in the year 2000 so it's like a couple years before i was in middle school but i felt like a lot of the social dynamics were very accurate yeah to what it feels like to be in like middle school to be in 7th grade specifically that's a newer show and it's also like an adult comedy show but i don't know i recommend that if you want to like feel like the awkwardness of seventh grade yeah i think freaks and geeks is my final answer yeah i agree with that um and then there was another question in there too right like i think about it was a like that we must relate to or something yeah like a character i don't actually know that i have anyone i don't know if i do any specific characters that you relate to or that seem to have the most realistic storylines i mean Again, I think I would commend Degrassi for, like, even though they show, like, some extreme situations, they are situations that do happen to people. And I feel like, for the most part, they do a good job at depicting, like, the serious subject matter. Um, So, I guess, I don't know. I still would maybe say Degrassi on that. Yeah. I don't know if there are any, like, specific characters that I was like that 
that's me. Like you're showing my exact experience. No, it's more like characters in certain moments. Yeah. And it really like runs the gamut because like there are people that like I didn't think I would relate to on a show. But it's like they go through a thing that I went through and respond in a similar way Mm -hmm. or respond in a way that I wish I responded. And it's like, oh, no, like you can kind of relate to everyone a little bit. Yeah. It's situational. Yep. No one on the show is enough of a burnout to be me in high school. (laughs) I don't I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Not even in a cool way, just in like a boring, usually stoned way. <laughs> that doesn't make good TV. <laughs> it does not make good TV, which is why there was no character like me. It's like she's kind exactly. of pretentious about like hippie music. I don't know. Like, and me as a character wouldn't make good TV either because I was just boring. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I wasn't interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was just boring in a goody goody way you're just different kinds of boring yeah, exactly because <laughs> people thing. are boring because that's the thing that's why no tv shows about teenagers are actually like being a teenager being a teenager is boring it's boring i feel like eighth grade is the closest it comes and eighth grade wasn't boring but i feel like eighth grade was only not boring because the actors were so great and it was like so true to reality and you don't see that a lot yeah and isn't it more like highly like Oh, this is painful to watch. Uh, The amount of times that I said, oh, honey, no, out loud (laughs) over and over again as I watched this. It just it's a cringe fest, but like in the best possible way. In a very relatable way. Yeah. I'm going to recommend other things, but I'm also recommending eighth grade. Yeah. Um, And we have an email from Emily. Hey, Queens. I was rewatching some older episodes of Degrassi and I thought of some things. There's another Canadian teen show based in Toronto called Life of Derek. Hell yes. And the parents in that show were Ms. Coyne and Mr. Hollingsworth. They had a daughter who was played by Adam, and the guy who Manny dates when she gets hot is the main <laughs> brother's best friend. Sully. Sully. I didn't know that Adam was on that show. No. Um, but th- that actress was so much younger then, too. Yeah, so she was probably like a little sister. Yeah. Uh, many base TV shows had a lot of Degrassi characters in them, which I always find super fun to see them all together on Degrassi. Cam and Dallas are in a show called Winging It Together, and they were best friends, and main love and main love interest was the girl who Adam hooked up with, parentheses, Missy, question mark, at Battle of the Bands. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about her. Oh, she was super try hard. Um, and Dallas and Eli were on another show together when they were younger about a newspaper company. Allie and Cam were on another show as well. Small world, the Toronto acting circle. Anyway, just thought it was interesting, kind of fun to see them all together on one big show. Love the podcast. Enjoy. Thanks, Emily. I'm pretty sure that, like, the actor who played JT, Craig, Paige, and maybe Sean were all on some, like, alien show together, too. Like before That sounds right. See, like, my stepbrother is an alien. Like, something. Li- I don't know if that's what it was called. But I think JT oh, that sounds was an right. alien. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have one more email. It's a short email from Caitlin, and it just says, you two are my favorite podcast. That is all. Also, still think about old enough to fuck a lot. <laughs> I so do, funny. too. <laughs> when I got when I read that email, I started laughing. And the person I was with was like, what? What? What are you laughing at? And I was like, hashtag old enough to fuck. And he was like, I don't. I was like, it, it's a Holland. It's a Holland bit from the podcast, which was surprising. <laughs> it yes, was. That's why it's funny. It was surprising it was to the group. <laughs> for that to come out of my mouth. The, I think the assumption was, oh, a thing you said. Like, no, no, no. That's, that's a gem right from Holland. Old enough to fuck. 
Instantly we, regretting it the second it came out of my mouth. I was like, I, that didn't feel right. No, it was amazing. And I love it more than anything on this earth. Also, we've just been yelling into the I mic. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, but that is all the grapevine that we have. If you would like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. We're on Instagram at DegrassiPod. You can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a Degrassi inspired fan fiction for you on the show. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsex with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend? I guess in addition to. 15. I'm also going to recommend the podcast Bear Brook, which is super fascinating. I binged the whole entire thing in like two days. Um, but it is about um, bodies found in a barrel in New Hampshire, in like some park in New Hampshire. And it's crazy. And there's like weird connections to stuff. They find like a weird connection to somebody in California, and then what? it becomes this whole fucking thing. What you got? You need to listen to it. It's so good. Send me a link. It's so good. Um, and I'm recommending two podcasts. Uh, they're both music. One is called The Aria Code. Um, it's done by the Metropolitan Opera. If you <laughs> have even like a passing interest in opera, or like you think you might like opera, but you kind of want to get into it, um, they it's just uh, the the host and she interviews uh, like various people who are known for like playing the role or just have like specific insight on the role. It's super interesting, and every episode's about one aria, and it's only twenty minutes long, and they play the aria at the end. Like whoever oh, they interview awesome. sings it. It's a great name too. <laughs> right? It's really, it's a really good podcast. I, I'm just, I'm a really big fan. And then my other music podcast that I'm going to recommend that I love is on different end of the spectrum. It's called It's Britney, Bitch. <laughs> and it's exactly it what it sounds every like. Every Britney Spears song? No, it goes um, every year of her existence oh in, God, in our wait, life. I'm going to subscribe to that right, yeah, like, you, right you now. Yeah, <laughs> you really have to. I've been looking for a new podcast. They, I'm like they just do every right year. Now. They just do every year. And it's amazing. Incredible. My friend Michelle and I have both been listening to it. And she's like, it takes me so long to get through it because they get me so into whatever album came out that year <laughs> that I have to stop listening to the episode, download the album, listen to the whole album, and then I resume the podcast. Nice. Which it, I've like just like stop to listen to her songs or watch like music videos or watch live performances that I didn't know were really good, but it's really good. I'm a big fan. They're really funny. Wait, every year in her existence as like, as a performer, a performer? They, okay. they're, they're not talking about like 1987. Do they talk about the Mickey Mouse club or do they, they mention it, but okay. that's not a year that they it do. They really, like with the first album. yeah, it starts with baby one more time. Gotcha. 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 We, I'm literally downloading all the episodes right now. Oh, I need to be connected to Wi-Fi. Okay. Anyway. It's so good. That is all that we have for you guys today. Um, thank you, as always, for our wonderful theme song. Jay, thank you for that. God, I have not done this in so long. And thank all of you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. <laughs>